There's our song, Burn, Body, Burn. Welcome to Videocast Podcast 18 of uh, Donna's Intermittent Fasting. Um, it's been a while since I've been on here for a podcast, videocast. I have been doing videos um, live in the group, and those are at the blog at DonnaReach.com. Um, but I've been working on my course and uh, almost ready to launch that. As a matter of fact, next month, this is uh, right now the middle of, or the first part of June, so it'll launch the first part of July. And uh, I've been working on that a lot and um, got some really good things coming around the bend. So I'm excited about that. Uh, but just as a recap, first of all, um, I have been intermittent fasting for a little more than six months. My husband for uh, more than for just at right at five months. And um, we have had great results. We've had consistent weight loss and or size loss all the time. And so I say that to say my husband is like a big, big loser. Like he's losing a lot of pounds. He's also going down a lot in sizes. As a matter of fact, he just went from a 48 to a 42 in his pants. So he's getting, he's just heading right down there. But he also loses a lot of weight in terms of pounds. So um, he has lost um, 52 pounds or something like that in uh, just over five months. I, on the other hand, have lost 15 pounds and I've gone down a size uh, plus as well. So um, my weight loss is slower. Uh, I will say that he doesn't, he's not a sweet person, so he doesn't usually have desserts. So um, he doesn't really care about desserts. He just assume have another whatever he had for whatever he was eating as opposed to a dessert or something. So um, I'm sure that that's one factor uh, in the fact that uh, he has lost so much, but also he had more to lose than I did to start with. Um, but we are both losing clothing sizes, inches, and and pounds consistently, and um, just so excited about that because in past years we've been trying to do keto and different things. And if you've heard my previous video cast or podcast, you know we tried to do. Um, uh, keto, you know, some low carb and so forth. And uh, just really had trouble sticking with those and taking the weight off. We'd stick with it during the week and go off on the weekends. Um, we would, um, you know, go low fat for a while because we were tired of low carb, you know, try calorie counting, you know, try different things. Um, but intermittent fasting has become a lifestyle for us. We both fast, I average 19 hours. He probably averages more like 22. He usually has a very short window. So he doesn't fast, he doesn't eat for very long when he when he eats, he eats for a shorter period of time. So, um, but, uh, you can learn all about how to get started and all of those things at DonnaReach.com, uh, my blog that has uh, my all of my video casts and podcasts there with their outlines. And it also, in the drop down, you'll find uh, uh, the five tips slideshow series. And those are five tips for various areas of daily intermittent fasting and then articles and so forth. And then you can also, if you haven't already, you can get my free 
downloadable um, startup charts, four different charts, four different ways to start. So uh, those are there at the blog as well for free. Uh, just uh, sign up for them there and you can get them. It's a 20 page document that explains uh, four different ways that you can get started with daily intermittent fasting. So today I want to talk about something that is really uh, important to us because uh, we have a lot of fun and so with that we have vacations we have business trips we have uh, you know long weekends with the kids here and there you probably if you've listened much you know that we have seven grown kids and five kids in love and three grandkids and so you can imagine and they all live within a half an hour of us so um, life is always one big party and so navigating that is something that we've learned a lot about in the last couple of months especially with some vacations and business trips right in a row and then also just um, the fact that we are at this point in vacationing and business trips and uh, celebrations and things with the family and that we don't gain weight you know that we don't gain any weight to speak of um, I'm going to tell about our vacation experience here in just a little bit and I do have how to over how to uh, lose vacay weight gain really fast there is a blog post and a video at the at the blog for that but the fact that in in any other time of our lives we went off you know you just throw in the towel when you start traveling a lot you just say just forget it and maybe even days before you're ready to leave, you're already giving it up, right? Because you're discouraged and so forth. And then you go on vacation and you just don't pay any attention to what you're eating. And then you come home and you're discouraged. And it can take a long time to take off vacation weight gain if you have gained, you know, a significant amount. I'll talk about that in just a second too. But um, anyway, uh, it's it can be really, really difficult. But the fact that we have made it through the last six months of um, wow, three business trips for five days or more, um, two, one, two, two vacations of four to eight days, um, and every holiday, <laughs> Thanksgiving, Christmas, um, New Year's, Valentine's Day, Mother's Day, and next week, uh, birthdays and anniversaries. So uh, just, just the fact that, we, that we're here at this point, and we are still just doing so well, and it's not it's not like something you have that we've had to go off and on. So I do have strict instructions to keep my podcast video cast to 30 minutes. So I'm going to move right on into my vacation experiences and some tips for you. So first of all, we were faced with 12 out of 14 days of traveling during May. And with that, we were going to look at four days of going to Niagara Falls, uh, we were in Indiana, so up to Canada uh, with um, six of our kids for a long weekend and then turn around and come home for two days and then go to Florida for a business slash pleasure, pleasure trip for six more, seven more days. And um, so, and normally I don't know how you would have handled that before, but it just would have been a null and void. Once, actually a couple days before the first trip, I just would have been throwing in the towel. Um, so thankfully that didn't happen. And so um, there are a few things that we learned through that and how to handle daily intermittent fasting as you do whatever it is that you're going to do this summer, whether it's traveling, vacations, business trips, cl class reunions, family reunions, barbecues, wedding showers, weddings, uh, baby showers. I mean, summer is filled with beach trips, you know, barbecues. It's uh, uh, 
uh, fire pit and s'mores and so forth. It is filled with food and it's filled with fun and it's filled with festivity. And so one of the reasons why we really love daily intermittent fasting is because it is adaptable to anyone's life. And I think that this is important to note because we have a tendency to think of, um, you know, going off and on any kind of eating protocol whenever we are faced with something special. So we were faced with this 12 out of 14 days and we knew that we weren't going to quote unquote diet. We knew that we weren't going to lose weight during that time. Um, but at the same time, we didn't want to have any real weight gain, gain, real weight gain being like we ate so many calories and ate so frequently and ate so long uh, and were in a fast estate so little that we would actually have true weight gain. So um, I'm going to get into true and false weight gain in just a second. So I decided, first of all, and this is what you have to do before any big event like this, is you have to decide how much havoc you want to wreak on your plan. So whatever you're doing right now, whether it's you know 16-8, fasting for 16 hours and eating for 8, 19-5, which is what I do, 22-2, which is what Ray does, um, or or keto, 16-8, whatever it might be that you're doing, you have to decide how much damage you want to do. I have some blog posts about this too and uh, some videos too called Choose Your Specials Carefully as well as some things about food association. So both of those can kind of help you with that a little bit more. But, but you have to say how important is this in my plan, in my protocol, in, my, in uh, what I am doing here. And so uh, at this point, you know, I had lost uh, almost 15 pounds by the time this all started. And uh, I was five, four and a half, five months into my intermittent fasting. And I wasn't really at a position where I just wanted to just give it all up for two weeks. And uh, it wasn't a once in a lifetime trip. I think that's another thing you have to, there are a lot of things you need to balance. And so it wasn't like, um, you know, a European vacation or something like that, or a, or a cruise, which we've never been on. It wasn't our family Disney trip every four years. It was, you know, a, a nice long weekend at Niagara Falls, uh, which was great and important and fun. And then it was uh, half business and half pleasure, um, which we do a few times a year. So, so with that, in, in the whole keeping in mind of choosing your specials carefully, we, I had to look at that and say, you know what? I'm at a critical point in my fasting, uh, getting ready to start the course, wanting to take some more weight off, um, not wanting to stop. You know, I, I knew I wasn't going to gain lose over that time, but I didn't want to have true weight gain. And so um, my decision was that intermittent fasting was still going to be a part of my vacation and of my two weeks of travels. So, um, but that is the first decision you have to make. How special is this? And how much do I want to change for it? And then once you've decided that, then you have to go into it with the right mindset that you know, whether you've decided to go 16-8 during your vacation or you've decided I'm not even going to think about fasting during your vacation or whatever that might be, whatever it is, you have to decide that that's going to start on vacation. I don't know if you've been like me before, but I have just, like I said before, thrown in the towel, you know, a few days before vacation. So I decided to go in strong. I didn't want to go in having already gone down to 16-8 for a few days before the vacation. I knew I was going to go on 16-8. I knew I was going to have two meals a day, too mad. 
um, as some of the time, or most, um, probably half the time. And I knew that I was going to um, not do my 19.5 OMAD deal, especially because I have a, a parameter set in my OMAD, which is OMAD over three, which I've talked about in a lot of other podcasts and videos and uh, blog posts, OMAD over three, which is one meal a day divided into three parts, a low carb snack, my main entree and my dessert or a snack before I close if I want. And so um, I wasn't going to be doing that. I knew what I was gonna do. So I decided on my fasting hours, I wanted to average uh, 16. Usually I'm between 19 and a half and 20 hours of average on my fasting app per every seven days. That's how my app does it. Um, but I was going to instead average 16.8. So I wanted to go into it strong. I wanted to leave on a strong note. So, um, and, and this is another thing that, that was really, that I had to choose my specials of. First of all, leading up to it, I was very strict. I, was, I did more like 22-2 for a few days before, just like my husband does regularly. So I did that for a couple of days before. And then I looked at the times that we were going to be gone, and we were going to leave on a Wednesday late afternoon, like at 4 in the afternoon, and then we were going to come back on a Sunday evening. And so... You know, normally I would start eating junk the, the day of our trip, but I was looking at this going, you know what? I can have a 19.5 this first day. There's no reason to, to, to wreck that. And so um, I left on a strong note. I averaged, I decided the average hours ahead of time. And this is something that in all of life we've just found to be true, and that is you have to make tough decisions ahead of time. We taught this to our children um, for you know, 35 years of parenting, you don't wait until you're in a situation and then decide what you're going to do. You decide before the situation what you are going to do. And it has to be the same thing for us with eating and fasting. So um, this is a, a mindset shift. It's actually a huge mindset shift for those of us who are always looking for ways to get out of our eating protocol. And, you know, I hate to say that and I'm embarrassed to say it, but that's how I lived. And so now instead of looking for ways to get out, I am always looking for ways to stay in. And that's really important because it's a completely different mindset. How many diets throughout my 40 years of dieting, actually before that, before I was 15, more like 42 or 43 years, how many times through that did I look for a way, oh, I'm, I'm not going to be able to now, so I'm just going to go off. Or, oh, I'm not going to be able to do it here, so I'm going to stop. Or I'm going to go off, I'm going to go on. Whereas now, I'm at a point where I don't look for times and ways to go off. I look for situations and I say, how can I stay on? How can I stay true? And, and that is super, super important. And it's a huge mindset, mind change, mind shift. And it tells me also that this is something that can be done forever. And this is something that's really, really doable because I'm not looking for ways out. So I left on a strong note. I decided what I was going to average. And I looked at the schedule and I asked, how can I stay strong and still be social with my family, still eat out at fun restaurants and so forth. And so I was trying to balance how I could stay on, not how I could go off. Um, so the first thing that I did was that I made a decision ahead of time to skip the expensive breakfast that came with our room at the inn in, um, in uh, Niagara Falls. And um, this, is, this is a little, this is hard and also a mind shift change because uh, a mindset change because what do we do? We think, well, this is free. This is a $25 value. 
that's wasteful, you know, but it's more wasteful to eat food you don't need than it is to just not eat it at all. So I made the decision that I would, that the family would go down to breakfast without me. And we were going to have, I have to preface this with, we were going to have a lot of meals together. We we're going to have a, all day together. I didn't skip anything that was very important. And so I had to evaluate that. Then um, that was fine with them because I, they got to use my free voucher for, for anything. And so they all shared cream brulee French toast every day. So <laughs> they loved it. So um, anyway, and then I had to substitute something for that. I talk about this in my latest blog post about food associations, that you have to have a good substitute. We learned this with in parenting, and I know I go back to parenting all the time, but how much of life is just like parenting? Because parenting is so hard. Life can be so hard, right? And so with our children, we wanted certain things. We didn't, we didn't have television. We didn't have, we didn't have where you could just turn on a television, watch television for 25 years. They had to just get a video, put it in it, ask permission and watch it all together. It was very, very narrow margins, just like we need in our food when we are uh, chronic uh, people who have been overweight for a long time. So we had a lot of parameters, a lot of boundaries for them, but we wanted, we didn't want them to watch television because we wanted them to be really good readers and, and just, just a lot of things that we wanted at, for them. Really, really important learning. That was so important to us. You guys know that I'm a teacher, um, a curriculum author and so forth. And so we needed to substitute for that, right? We were taking away what other children had, television every day, and we had to substitute. And it's the same thing with intermittent fasting. So you have to take away those food associations and substitute something that is also pleasurable, right? And so I have just, since I've been learning how to do this and learning how to intermittent fast, constantly looking for things that are pleasurable that are not food related. We have a tendency, and not that food can't be pleasurable because it is, but we have a tendency to put too much emphasis on the pleasure of food and on the pleasure of eating. And so with that, you know, I, one morning in the room, I listened to my mindset uh, a mindset podcast, which I didn't have time to do a lot uh, getting ready for the trip and so forth. And uh, so that was kind of a luxury. That was a pleasure to me. One time I took a bath in uh, a Whirlpool bathtub, which I have to admit, I don't take baths at home because they take up too much time. So that was kind of a pleasurable thing. Another time I read a book I read something, I can't remember what it was, it was online, but it was something for pleasure as opposed to for business or for parenting or for any other reason. It was just pleasurable. And so I substituted something for those three breakfasts. Um, next, uh, I ate two meals on the non-traveling days. So in other words, we traveled on Wednesday, we traveled on Sunday. So Thursday, Friday, Saturday, I ate two meals. So that was my plan and that's what I did. But also that meant that if I was going to have two meals, I wouldn't have any space for one thing, because you know intermittent fasting helps you fill up so quickly, I wouldn't have the space, and I also would not have, did not want the calories for eating, um, every time I turn that down, it still rings, for eating um, uh, snacks and meals. And so that meant that any food association that I had was snacking, snacking in the room, playing games with the kids, snacking uh, in the afternoon. We go back to rest between uh, between vantage points of seeing the falls and so forth. Uh, we went to some museums and, and presidential grave sites, and my kids are into history in a big way, uh, on our way. And so that meant that those, snacking, those snacks had to be null and void because those were not the most important things. 
So I had to make new food associations. I had to decide when I was going to eat and when I wasn't, and it couldn't be all the time. And we have to make these decisions if we want to make daily intermittent fasting um, a, uh, a truly a way of life. Then I came home from Niagara Falls, and I had two days between that and our Florida trip. So I did two 24-hour fasts, which really helped me. And I was very concerned about that because I was like, man, I just ate two meals a day. I haven't done that. I ate for eight hours. I never eat for eight hours. Um, you know, what's going to happen here? And um, I, I was shocked. Fasting was not hard at all for those two days, even 24 hours. As a matter of fact, you know, those of you who have been fasting for a while, you'll know, you'll understand what I mean when I say I just wanted that feeling of not having digestion taking place, of not having food. I call it the three E's in the course, uh, empty, energized, and uh, something to do with ecstatic. Anyway, but empty is not a bad feeling. We have a tendency to think that hunger is so horrible, but it wasn't. It wasn't. It was a good way. I, I felt good to just sit back and not have food all the time. Uh, when you're not used to eating eight hours a day, eight hours a day seems like a lot. When you're not used to eating two meals, that seems like a lot. And so that was just really, really great. It felt really, really good. So then when we came home, did that for two days, then we left for Florida. And again, we did the same thing. Start out, we were flying all day, you know, going to the airport flying. Uh, we had a two-hour delay, and so we were in the airport for several hours. And that wasn't special enough. That's not special enough. Once we got there, we were going to some really cool restaurants at Disney Springs. That was special. Sitting down with my husband in a restaurant face-to-face -face is special. Getting something out of a vending machine or an overpriced sandwich at the airport was not special. And so, again, I had to face choosing my specials. And I decided, you know what, on my travel day, I'm still going to fast 19 or 20 hours. And I had a great dinner that night to look forward to, being together, getting settled in uh, at our hotel, and, again, choosing other pleasurable activities. And, actually, I bought a novel, and I read a novel in the airport both ways, and that was something that I never do. I haven't read novels for 10 years, eight years since I read them out loud to my kids every day. So anyway, that was another thing. So then we had two, two meals a day and it was, it was overfilling. It really, we both one day, especially we were just like, Oh man, you know, that's just way, way too much food. So um, the next, the next couple of days we did like more of a snack or a lighter lunch and then ate our dinner. Um, but you have to plan. You have to plan ahead. You have to say, this is what I'm going to do. You have to make decisions ahead of time. And you have to see how this event fits into your big picture. And we have to really, really, and I know I say this all the time, we have to really, really stop considering everything is special, right? Because everything isn't special. <laughs> everything isn't special enough to not meet our uh, weight and uh, health goals. It's not special enough to give up something that we've been working so hard towards. And if this is going to become a way of life for us, which the other thing is um, that I want it to become a way of life and my husband wants it to become a way of life because it works so well for us because we still, you know, with, with the mindset of eat anything but not everything, we still enjoy a graduation party this evening, my niece's graduation party Saturday, Tomorrow we'll be traveling again uh, down to North Carolina to my niece's uh, 
graduation weekend and um, we're going to fast while we drive and um, just open with a snack and then eat tomorrow evening with my family. That is more of a priority to me than a burger at a drive-thru while we're driving. That's more special. We have to remember that we have to see this as a big picture lifestyle, not as a short term, like, you know, I'm on and I'm off. And the, if you follow the big Facebook groups, you'll see people in there who have done this for one, two, three, and four years. And they just continue to recomposition their bodies. And to uh, even if they don't lose weight anymore, they still just get smaller and smaller and wear smaller and smaller clothes. Because once you make it a way of life, you have that metabolic flexibility. And I think that's another thing that really came into play when I was back home for those two days. And I thought this is going to be hard. Uh, between the trips and the, I was so thrilled with how easy it was to fast two 24-hour periods because of the metabolic flexibility that I achieved in my fasting. You got that metabolic flexibility means you have the ability to go, you know, from carb burning to body fat burning, carb burning, body fat burning, and just to go in and out with like, not like these highs and lows and everything of your insulin. And so I was really thrilled to see that that happened. Then also, um, I talk to myself a lot. I know I talk about this in um, the groups, and I talk about this in some of the earlier podcasts especially. The earlier podcasts teach how to start and how to make it through those early days when you are truly hungry. And um, so one of the best things that I tell myself, even now, five and a half months, six months in, I tell myself, how will I feel later? How will I feel later? It's a huge, huge thing for me because I can feel um, I can I can say, how will I feel in five hours if I keep my fast the whole 19 hours or if I'm going for 22 hours someday? How will I feel if I go four more hours? I will feel successful. I will feel thinner. I will get thinner. You know, and I just talk to myself all the time. How will I feel if I drive to North Carolina tomorrow and I don't eat a meal on the way down? Um, we'll probably start with snacks in the afternoon, about three or four, and then eat at dinner with the family at seven. But how will I how will I feel? Or how will I feel if I do something that I know I don't that I shouldn't do, you know, or that's not in my protocol? How will I feel if I do that? I will feel this way. I try to be on the positive side with self-talk, but there are times when you just have to say, how will I feel if I blow this? Okay, I will feel bad. I have done this much work up to this point, and that will make me feel bad. Um, then I also talk to myself about my new association. So I can remember in the tub, I got in the tub, it was like, this whirlpool bath is amazing. I don't need food to be happy. This experience is replacing food, and it is so wonderful to have it. Or, uh, one, oh, I know what it was. I didn't read one time. I watched something on Hulu one morning while they were at breakfast, and I just snuggled up in my covers, and I said, I'm so glad I get to watch my show. I don't need food to relax. And so, you know, a lot, again, of mind set changes that we have to make in order to make this a lifestyle. So those are some ways that you can handle some of these big events. For the smaller events, you know, like graduation parties and showers and things like that, just adjust your window. I teach that in some earlier podcasts. 
um, just adjusting your window planning for it. Okay, tomorrow I want to open my window at noon for a noontime shower. So today I want to be done eating by four. And you just make the adjustments and you, you make those sacrifices, right? Because you can make it a lifestyle, but we can't make it a lifestyle if we go off and on all the time. So that is what I wanted to share with you today about vacations and summer fun. I'm going to come back on in just a minute with my new Hunger Control Plexus Slim commercial. Uh, that's our sponsor, as you know, is Plexus. I'm an ambassador for the Plexus products, supplements, and I'm going to be teaching in the future a lot about when do you need that extra magnesium? When should you take your um, non-fishy uh, omegas? Uh, and uh, how different supplements can help you in your fast. Um, again, at the end of each podcast so that you can stay on or hop off. So I'm going to talk today about the new Slim, the Hunger Control Pink Drink. Um, so stay on if you'd like. If not, I'll see you next time. All right. Thank you for those of you who stayed on. You may or may not have heard that um, Plexus now has a second pink drink, and it is going to be available very, very soon. I have some samples, so if anybody wants any samples, uh, message me or comment below, and I'll get you out a sample of the new Hunger Control pink drink. So a uh, little background. We have our pink drink which comes like this. This is the, the new one, so it's bigger than the old one, uh, than the previous one. But now we have two. So we have a pink drink that comes like this in a Kool-Aid bottle. I just shake it up. This is my water because I already had my Slim today. But I just shake it up in my uh, water bottle, my Cantiga water, bo water bottle, which I have in Things I Love at the blog. And then you just drink it. Now, the previous one to this is called the XO. Um, and it has uh, a it has a prebiotic in it, so it is geared towards gut health, and it's it's amazing. We don't get enough prebiotic. It is it has a lot of it has carb carbohydrate control uh, cravings. It has appetite suppressant. It has chromium. It has um, the XOS, which is the uh, prebiotic. Uh, which is a, a, a type of fiber, but it's a prebiotic that helps heal your gut, and it tastes amazing. It tastes like watermelon, and I just love it. Um, however, now we have a second one, so we're going to have two, and the second one I think is really pertinent to intermittent fasters, and so I'm excited to be able to offer this to you and to teach you about it in the coming weeks. So this one is called Flexislim Hunger Control. So the other one, you might hear it called Watermelon Slim, or you might hear it called XOS Slim, or you might hear it called Prebiotic Slim, or Gut Health Slim. And uh, this one is called Hunger Control Slim. And that's why I'm so excited about it in uh, relationship to intermittent fasting. And so uh, the ingredients in this are, are really what makes it um, extremely important to hunger. And uh, first of all, you need to know that all Plexus products are natural. So they all are plant-based, including our new skincare line, which I'm really excited about too. Um, but they are all plant-based. And so, um, you know, a lot of 
supplements, you know, if you get something that is like a carb blocker, like we have a carb blocker, or you get something like this, which is to, which is to, helps you fill, helps your stomach fill up. Um, so you aren't as hungry and so you can't eat as much. A lot of times if you get something like that from a non-natural, non-plant-based product, you are getting um, fillers and you're getting um, unnatural ingredients. But it doesn't matter what Plexus product you get, it is all uh, plant-based and all natural. So I, that, I really like that because I like the idea of something expanding in my stomach and making me not as hungry and making me fill up. I think that's really great for intermittent fasting, uh, especially if we are eating something that appetite correction doesn't help with as much. So like a dessert or a sweets or something like that, or a pizza night, something like that when it's, when I'm not, when appetite correction doesn't come in as well, because appetite correction works better with real foods. I've talked about that before. Um, but, uh, but it's, it's, but at the same time, no, but I mean, I personally don't want to take something that's going to expand on my stomach. That's, you know, artificial. So that is exciting. So uh, you can have one or two slims a day. So a lot of people are using one of the prebiotic slims and one of the hunger control slims. Um, I just do one a day, um, but I will tell you that I am in shock at how this takes away my hunger. So it has 20 calories. So where you fall on the water fasting all the way over to um, you know, drinking something with stevia or having some cream in your coffee, depending on who you follow and what you what you believe. I think that um, after making my calls here recently for my course, one of the things that really stood out to me is how people feel very judged in a lot of the fasting uh, circles because of you have to do it this way. You have to be perfect or else you're not fasting. And so that really struck home to me because my goal is to help people be successful with this. And if, if they can't, if they feel judged or they feel like if I don't do it perfectly like this, then I am not a faster. I'm not successful. When in reality, as Dr. Bert Herring says in his book, uh, Appetite Correction, you have to be an audience. You have to be a study of one. So it has to be what works for you. I say all that to say I drink this during my fast. So it has um, I drink it one of two times. I drink I drink the old slim anytime the the gut health slim because it only has five calories I, I just it doesn't cause me to I know it doesn't spike my insulin as a matter of fact it's made to take your insulin down so I know that that's working to to do that so I know it's not going to increase my insulin because it is an an insulin lowering product um, but with this one it has 20 calories however it has six grams of fiber the fiber in this is called um, Oh, I can never remember the name of that. It's called, oh, poly, 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 polysaccharide. Um, it is called polysaccharide. And it is, let me just get the exact um, wording for that. Um, oh, anyway, it has um, polydextrose. Sorry, polydextrose. It has um, polydextrose, and it has the level of poly, polydextrose that is clinically proven to cause people to lose weight. So it's a clinically proven weight loss product. Now how this helps with intermittent fasting specifically, first of all, it tastes like lemon, it kind of tastes like Fruit Loops actually. It's um, very flavorful. It's a large packet because of the double polydextrose um, that uh, the prebiotic one doesn't have. It has twice as much polydextrose. Poly, why do I keep saying that? I'm so sorry. It has, yeah, polydextrose. It has twice as much of that. And polydextrose is a fiber. 
but it's a natural fiber. So what that means is that when you drink it 30 to 60 minutes before a meal, or sometimes if I'm hungry at like one o'clock and I'm not eating until four, I'll drink it then. And it immediately takes away my hunger, just immediately. I, I am in shock. I can't even believe it. Um, so uh, I don't get that hungry anymore, but on occasion I'll drink it at one or two in the afternoon. But when I really like to drink it is when I open my fast. Um, because I'll drink it, have my snack, and I, I'm fine until dinner. And then what it does is the fiber mixes with water in your stomach, in your actual gut, and it uh, balloons up or it increases or it, or it um, fills up your stomach. I like to think of it as a healthy, non-surgical um, uh, bypass surgery. <laughs> Because it fills up your stomach and you can't eat as much. So uh, clinically proven to help with weight loss, uh, just shake it up and drink it. Uh, your choice, whether you want to drink it during the fast or you want to drink it right before your first, uh, right with your first meal, 30, 60 minutes before a meal is a good time to drink it or before a snack, before you open your window. That would be a good time to drink it as well. So anyway, I am going to give more information about this in days to come. Uh, right now, it is only available to ambassadors. So um, looking forward in the next couple of weeks for it coming out to everybody. And so I'll be happy to get you out a sample and to put you on my list to let you know more about it when it comes available. So thank you so much for joining me in episode 18 of the video, video cast podcast. Came in the chain reaction. I joined right in the back.